0: JJ, he, he can still shoot the basketball like at a at a great rate, man. It's like Kyle Korver. He, 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 can, he can still stroke that stuff, man.
1: <laughs> he can he can what?
0: <laughs> you heard what I said, man. I know you're gonna turn it into like a weird, like, you know, inappropriate innuendo, <laughs> but I'm not taking back what I said. He's got a great stroke and putting the ball in the hole. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> I wouldn't have laughed if you didn't. Laugh.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna drop a marker in to cut this, but you were there you, when you ain't
0: gotta drop that. <laughs> That's great.
1: Um. Oh shit! Hold on. Oh boy. Flexes, man. <laughs> ah, holy shit. That was almost, I, literally on my desk right now, there's my computer, there is a drawing tablet, there's my interface, there's an expensive preamp. But everything just go, and psh, would just, everything just short, so like, I just about, like, tipped a beer it, into just all of that, and it would have just all spontaneously combusted. Oh, um, dang. So we just narrowly averted disaster. Um Anyway, hi. Okay. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's been a while. Where should
0: we begin? Of course, it feels like forever, as in, as in, like, three months. Man, um, so, you know, you know we gotta do this off, right? So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've been away for a while, but we welcome you to another exciting edition of the Dan vs. D Sports and Stuff podcast DVD for short, or DVD player, I'm your player, D with two E's, and always with me
1: by my side is... Dan with an A-N. That's and right. Boy, it is a pleasure to be back with you folks once yeah, again.
0: We've been busy. I mean, you know, like, I just recently, like, um, what is it? Got in an apartment with my girlfriend, and um, sure did. We yeah, I, I I now have my own man cave and stuff. It's it's pretty pretty sweet. Um, what else? Oh yeah, we also been like sulking and like I guess alcohol and <laughs> tears because last time we spoke to you guys or did a show, um, we ended up um, um recovering from that loss. The the Patriots. So, yeah, it's been that long ago.
1: (laughs) I will say, though, that I think we did a good job of taking our medicine, and we immediately put out another episode where we recapped the Super Bowl. We did not just disappear and not not live up to, because I think, didn't we both pick the Patriots? Yeah. And (laughs) we we kind of expected that it was going to be like a real game, though. Uh, yeah, but I didn't, much much more than the measurables would have suggested. Yeah, but
0: I still didn't expect like the defense to constantly combust like like it did. True. Can you imagine if they if the Eagles' defense didn't slow down Brady in like the first half?
1: Like, think of how many points they would have had. Well, can you imagine if like the Patriots' defense had had like one stop?
0: Well, they did. They had like that that fluke interception by Daron Harmon.
1: Which but you know what been. I mean. They they needed to ha- they needed to like if they had been effective. Basically, at all, like literally, at all, they would have won. Anyway, we don't have to re- rehash this now. Yeah, because we're, like
0: our, that our, that scab has already healed and stuff. Now I don't need you like to rip it off again.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. We've we've seen we've seen five championships just at, not even in our lifetime, and, just and, in the last nearly, twenty years,
0: and nearly a, yeah, nearly two decades of competence.
1: Yep, and uh, oh, you man. know there are plenty of fans that. You could be a Mets fan. Oh, is the draft lottery tonight? Yeah, it's actually happening right now.
0: Oh snap, man! So, oh,
1: this is also a first for um for uh, Dan versus D. We're gonna be live reacting to some stuff.
0: The logo, Jerry West. Oh
1: man, nice. I forgot (laughs) that he. uh, How did he
0: become the logo? Is he like just like that uh, great of a um, like uh, martyr for the game or something? I don't
1: know. (laughs) I guess of hop check. It's kind of funny that he, that Jerry West, kind of bounces around and is just an advisor for different teams. Like he was for the Warriors for a while. Um, uh, hey, cool, dude, so, dude, Elton Brand. Elton Brand, yeah. What if, what if, like the Celtics
0: end up getting like the number two or number three pick? Uh, that would be that would be sick. <laughs> y'all be what like time? y'all, y'all develop into like the Warriors, but. Well, the right way, without making a whole bunch of enemies. Because everybody, everybody would will still will be mad at, at Brooklyn.
1: They don't have, like, the nuclear-level talent that, like, uh, that like Steph Curry turned out to be. But, man, they're well on their way. Man. It's, it was, it's worth remembering, too, that, like, wasn't Curry, like, the ninth pick in the draft or something? Six. He was, okay, yeah. He was not considered, like, a can't-miss prospect at all. Ever no one, no one thought he was capable of doing this. Well, he was this. also
0: overshadowed by, uh, Monte Ellis when he first came in. That's when they, this when they had those old uniforms with, when they had, like, the kind of, like, the, the Golden State, like, superhero dude on it. You remember? Oh, that? yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's Golden State, man. <laughs> I'm just remembering the... Small four and center
0: only, man. Chicago needs everything, man. That's my team. Dang. That's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, so we're back, uh... And uh, we're better than ever, uh, and we're here. We're going to—oh, that's what I was going to say. So this is another first uh, in that we are going to be somewhat live-reacting to live events. So we've got the draft lottery going on right now, which, to be honest, I'm not a big fan of, and I I didn't watch. I
0: didn't know it was on tonight, so that caught me by surprise.
1: (laughs) Uh, But then we also have uh, Celtics-Cavs Game 2 coming up. And uh, we'll get to see a little bit of LeBron getting annihilated. Just kidding. Yeah, I'm
0: I'm like a um, I'm, I guess I'm just like a uh, by by proxy a, a Celtics fan because like I'm I'm ha- be honest I have more fun watching the Celtics play than my own Bulls and since I root for a Boston team already with the Patriots and I some and I and uh, if the Boston Red Sox are playing I root for them too. But they're not playing the Braves, of course. So, uh, so Dude. I kind of root for all the uh, the uh, the Boston teams.
1: All right. So, um, actually, I, I think gambling Ooh, is going to be a deep dive. Um, Yo, no, he was the junk back Oh! 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 Uh-oh, oh, oh, you know what I'm talking about, uh-oh. <laughs> so, first quick hit topic, because we we all love a good Stephen A on this show. Uh, what about Josh Rosen, the, uh, the, the uh, NFL prospect who had those, like, racist tweets he made when he was, like, 14 resurfaced the night before the draft? That was Josh Allen. Whoa. That was
0: Allen. Rosen's just like outspoken guy. About oh, this, right. About I'm the, uh, sorry. About yeah. the NFL machine.
1: Uh, <laughs> sorry. I, I, I don't follow this enough to like...
0: I didn't follow from, it much, but like uh, my girlfriend um, was like, yeah, he's just doing damage control. He- Josh, Josh <laughs> Allen.
1: Okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> y'all, I'm really super duper qualified to talk about sports on a podcast. Anyway. No, I just... Like, there's not really a whole lot to, like, comment on about this other than just... I just want to acknowledge this story because I just think it's hilarious that his version of damage control was calling Stephen A. Smith really it in the middle that? of the night. He called Stephen A. Smith at 2 a.m. How did you even like,
0: get his number?
1: He Maybe he met him, like, leading up to all of that and all the media Probably. scrum and stuff, maybe. But,
0: but I just yeah. love
1: the idea that, like... Uh, and please stop me if this is offensive, but, like that that Stephen A. is, like, the one black guy that Josh Allen knows.
0: And oh so he's like,
1: please forgive me.
0: I mean, I guess it's the next best thing than uh, Jesse Jackson or something, like, if you're an athlete. <laughs> like, I mean, yo, I... Like, I can, I'm picturing, like, him calling him, like, at two in the morning, and, like, Stephen A., like, oh, who's this? Oh, this is Josh (laughs) Allen. And, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't mean those things. And I could just picture, like, not because, like, the comments, well, that'd be secondary, but because he called him at two in the morning, I could just picture Stephen A. Smith cussing him out, like, on the phone. (laughs) Because
1: you know, you, you know, he doesn't play. You shouldn't be calling a man at two a.m. and things of that nature. That's just disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us have a very good Stephen A. I just. Oh my god! I just. I love every aspect of this story. As someone who, in terms of like the sports world and the like sports media world, I tend to just root for chaos. And this might be the purest example of chaos personified. So I um, guess
0: instead of, so instead of calling Ghostbusters, you call him, like, uh, Stephen A.?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's just like you're going to call Stephen A. Smith. Like, do you think, like...
1: So, like, he has an agent at this point, presumably, and he has, like, probably business advisors that are working with him to, like, help him craft his image and stuff. Do and you a publicist. Think, now, do you think... <laughs> Did he call Stephen A first, or did he call his agent first? Do you think it was his agent's idea to call Stephen A? I don't know, man. Like
0: <laughs> that seems I, like an impulse thing of like uh, of him doing that, like beyond the person's uh, beyond your agent's back, because you, it's one of those things you don't
1: know if like the agent knows best. Or yeah, not, so <laughs> it's sort of one of those things where like when you meet when you meet oh, someone
0: they're, they're starting oh the Nuggets fourteen okay.
1: Well, think of it like when you meet someone who. Uh, You know, and they give you some version of, you know, when you're kind of wrapping up that initial conversation, maybe when you meet someone in a business setting. And they say, well, hey, man, if I can ever do anything for you, let me know. And they don't actually mean it. They don't actually want you to call them. But it's just a nice gesture. And you can almost imagine, like. That he met Stephen A at some point and he was, you know, just trying to be nice to the kid and was like, yeah, if I can never do anything for you, you know, let me know. And then his phone rings at 2 a.m. and it's a number that's not in his phone. And he's like, what the fuck, Man. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, uh, so that was Rosen. Um, you mean, uh, Wait, God damn it! I wrote down me. Rosen here. I need to. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Got it. <laughs> who is Josh Rosen? Why do I have that name in
0: mind? Um, because he was kind of, he went political with that's things, right, and he, he was, got drafted by the uh, the Cardinals. And right, 10.
1: he was the he, he was the guy who he
0: was supposed to be number they, one.
1: They they docked him because he had free he thinker. Had, he could think for himself.
0: <laughs> I mean, he should have been the Browns pick, or he should have been. Um, who had his second pick? Oh, oh, no, no, wait, Giants had a second pick. He should have been the like, third pick, like the Jets pick.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why you have to go and defy the doubt. So, other things that have happened uh, some things in the MLB world. Um, hip, hip, show hey! That's really the biggest story of the season so far. <laughs> is that, like, I can't think of an analog for what Shohei Otani is doing right now. So here's a bonkers stat um, that somebody said on a podcast today. I want to. Oh, it was on. It was on Effectively Wild. It was uh, Jeff Sullivan and Ben Lindbergh. Uh, they were saying that uh, if Shohei Otani had enough at bats and innings to qualify for the. ERA title and the batting title. He does not because he's a part-time player in both those roles. But if he did, he would be, I'm trying to remember, I think fourth in MLB and I think OPS and fourth in MLB in strikeout rate. That's f-ing insane, man. Like, it's, it should not be like, it, sh- it just shouldn't be possible what he's doing right now. I have my, I have his name in my,
0: uh, my Google, like, uh, Search history, so like I would go in and like search Shohei and time just to keep track of what, he's, of what he's doing because it's it's intriguing to see a guy being able to, to hit the way he does and be able to pitch the way he does. What and, and didn't he just get through like uh, that, uh, that 11k game he had? Was it yesterday?
1: Yeah, yesterday, two days y- ago, something like that. Yesterday or Sunday, and wasn't that, like yeah. his
0: second 11k game or something?
1: I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. He's had some tough outings, and he had the outing against the Red Sox where he had a blister, and he gave up some runs. But, like, by and large, he's been really good. He's just, you know, probably, probably pound for pound one of the best athletes in the world, certainly, in the fact that what? he can throw 99. and Pound can, for pound? Wait, is he short? I guess I meant pound for pound in terms of, like... Pound for pound that's probably the wrong term. I mean like Because if that's the case, that, that
0: goes to like that guy from uh Houston, that's pound for pound.
1: Yeah. I guess <laughs> I guess I mean more more like uh just in terms of like pure athleticism, how strong you are, how fast you are, how you know, like your hand-eye coordination. He clearly has just elite all of those things. He just has it, man. And that's how he's able to do it. And it's like Oh, it's not often that a guy comes along and you basically have to completely readjust all of your ideas of, like, what's possible. Cleveland's at eight. Um, oh, Cleveland at eight. Oh, there's oh, your... Uh, seven. Sorry, That's buddy. not good. Not good at all.
0: Uh, the Garpax train keeping on moving in competence.
1: Those poor bulls. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyways... Um, Shohei Otani's amazing. I I mean, can you think of another example of anything even remotely like this in any other sport? The only
0: person, the only refs I've seen is like going back to like what the 40s or 50s with Babe Ruth or something. When, when, when did he play?
1: Babe Ruth played in the 20s. The but 20s. Okay. Something that's been pointed out more recently because there's been a lot of comparison is that Babe Ruth was a pitcher and then he became a full time position player and really didn't pitch anymore after that. So he really never did this. He never mm. pitched and was a great hitter all at the same time. This is basically uncharted territory. And I mean, I'm thinking of like in, in football where you've had some cases of players playing two-way offense and defense, you know, like, um, uh, like when Troy Brown briefly played quarterback— in oh. a few games for the Patriots years ago and oh. had an
0: interception. That was the most... Remember, um, I remember, like, the um, the, the interception I was throwing and he, like, stripped the ball yes. <laughs> from the Chargers player. And I... That I, was, like, one of the more fun things I, I saw, like, I had watching a game.
1: I... Troy Brown is, like, damn close to, like, my all-time favorite Patriot. Love that man. Yeah, man. He was the best. Anyway, um... And I'm thinking of, like, like you know, I mean, like, J.J. Watt you know, played, like, offense and goal line packages for a short time. But But that's, like, like
0: for, like, goal – that's, like, specific.
1: Yeah. That's goal line. I mean, this would be the equivalent of, like, if J.J. Watt was maybe, you know – A tight end. Was, like, also Rob Gronkowski. You know what I mean? Like, this would be sort of (laughs) – that's kind of what we're looking at. At that point, that would just be unfair. You know what I mean? If he was that good of an offensive player and that good of a defensive player – like, I just can't – I really cannot think of another example because, like, you know, in other sports, like, in basketball, players do play both offense and defense. And not it's unless
0: you're James Harden.
1: <laughs> it's, it's not <laughs> uncommon for a player like, say, Kawhi to be, like, a top-five offensive and defensive player. Mm, but, it's, uh, but that's hard to do, though. Because they're – you know what I mean? They're, they're at least kind of similar skills. The game still requires that you be quick and have good reflexes and, you know – Whereas, like, pitching and hitting really are just completely entirely separate skills. Yeah, but keep uh, be fair, and
0: though, you're talking about offense and defense. Like, um, I mean, you got to be able to hit in baseball, but also be able to field. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. But, like, those are the only sports <laughs> I know of, like, basketball and baseball, where you got to impose your will offensively and impose your will defensively. True. And I think that's really awesome. I think that's a true sport right there of, like, you you never have no chill time. You always gotta you gotta score, and then you gotta keep from
1: scoring. And it's like managing energy levels. And that's to, like uh,
0: it's, I mean, that's like two way swing, like a like a uh, two point swing or something. So.
1: The, the baby Braves have just been teared it up, and, like, there are players on their roster. that they're, Okay, you'll, you'll never get this in a million years. There's a player on the Braves roster right now who I had never heard of until about three weeks ago, and he is, I think, either tied for the MLB lead or, like, second in home runs. Dang. And do uh, you have even a snowball's guess in hell of who that player is?
0: No, because the only pl- the only player that's in my head, the only name is uh, Freddie Freeman. That's it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's you... the only player I know. Hold on. Hold on. I'm on my phone. Atlanta Braves roster. Um, can you name just another Brave? Is R.E. Dickey still there? Uh, Actually, I need to look. He ta- might be. Ta-
0: isn't Taharan still there, too?
1: Uh, Julio Tehran. Tehran, yeah. Um, uh, Dicky. And yeah, you got you got um you got Freddie Freeman. Okay, Dicky's no longer there. Uh, I remember pictures... there last year. Yeah, no, he's gone. Okay, yeah. Um, shoot. Um, who
0: who's that young? Uh, who's the young prospect we just recently called up?
1: Uh, I don't know who is he.
0: I can't remember. I, I remember I saw his name a couple weeks ago, but I, but I can't recall his name.
1: Uh, you talking about Ronald Acuna? Cunha?
0: Cunha, yeah.
1: And that's you, it? I don't know any other names. Buddy, you ready to feel old?
0: Yes. What year was Ronald Acuna born? Um, I'm gonna say 1995. 97. <laughs> December.
1: <laughs> December of 97.
0: What is he like, 19?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's like he's like 20, he's just
0: for 20, or 21, something like that. Hey, um, if I shave, and to be fair though, if I shave my beard off, man, I, I at least look five minutes not five minutes, five minutes younger, dang.
1: Five years younger. <laughs> okay, but who's the who's the old guy that the Braves signed to play third base who used to be an outfielder and used to hit a lot of home runs? Jeff Francois, <laughs> I know. No. <laughs> He was very famous for playing for another team, and had a really iconic moment in the playoffs a few years ago. I'm stumped, man. He, uh... The iconic moment involved a bat flip. Wait, he, wait, Batista's there? Yes. Yo, <laughs> Batista! You got Batista!
0: <laughs> you got Batista?
1: <laughs> they, signed, they signed Batista. What was He's... his name? Jose Batista? Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty much cooked at this point, but they signed him randomly to play third base for some reason. Um, (laughs) Maybe they tried to tank and it didn't work. (laughs) Actually, they have Ryan Flaherty too, who's a player I've heard of.
0: Dude, I didn't Um, know we had the bat flipper himself, man.
1: Anyway, this game wasn't nearly as fun as I thought because uh, I actually honestly can't name uh, like half of the players in this roster either. No, this is but fun. This is, this is
0: like, like a Nick Marquegas too. Man. Like, I mean, it's hilarious because like, yeah, it shows how much I have been doing my, uh, uh, my diligence of uh, uh, watching my graves, you know, I claim as being a fan, so.
1: <laughs> I mean, they haven't really given you a whole lot of reason to watch in recent years until now, so you should... Uh, you should watch some Braves games. Yeah, they have like yeah. Like, dude, if they make the playoffs, we can we can f- watch them on the playoffs. Man. That'd be
0: awesome. It just won't be the same without like um, Maddox, Smoltz, and Glavin and Millwood, dude. I know. <laughs> and then Mark Wohlers throwing an occasional wild
1: pitch. <laughs> I feel like it'll be like this with the Patriots, where years from now. Like, the Patriots that maybe even be good, and we'll be just like, but it's not Tom Brady.
0: Well, no, I'm going to be the guy, but it's not Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> so Which will go to our next quick that's, take. That's a good. That's a good transition.
1: <laughs> so, we're going to hit on the Celtics in greater detail, but I really want to zoom in on uh, a particular player on the Celtics. So... Remind me, the beef started with because of Eric Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe right? because he because some
0: because when uh, Terry Rozier, aka Scary Terry, um, was burning him on the court, offensively and defensively, there they mentioned scare uh, they mentioned Terry Rozier and Bledsoe Eric Bledsoe responded to I don't know who the f that is, and then when I think in a press conference, I don't know if it was to troll him, but. Um, they were asked uh, like, uh, what was it? Uh, Terry was was uh, asked a question and he re- he was talking about uh, Eric Bledsoe, but instead he he referred to him as Drew Bledsoe. I don't know if that was on purpose or if that was like a botch or like a, a missword, whatever. But I guess it just brought. Uh, Drew Bledsoe out of the woodworks from his uh, his winery, and he's coming to Celtics games. And like, well,
1: like <laughs> the, the next game, I think it was the last game they played. It was Game Seven or Game Six or something like that. Uh, Rozier uh, came into the Garden wearing a Drew Bledsoe jersey <laughs> just to troll him. Uh, I, might, I might have the details wrong. It might have been a game in the next series. I can't remember now. But Drew Bledsoe just trolling game A plus though. And uh, yeah, and then Bledsoe came to Drew the Bledsoe team. came to the game. Well, I think one of the 76ers games, right? Yep. And yeah, uh, I was
0: th- I was at I was at your place when we, when we yeah. You like is that Drew Bledsoe? I'm like, nah, that can't be. <laughs> then they, then, they uh, then the cameras pan right back to him. Like, yo, you're right. That was Drew.
1: <laughs> Taking us back to fucking '90s Patriots, man.
0: I was t- I was telling uh, next
1: next thing you're gonna tell me we're gonna see Ben Coates.
0: Yo. <laughs> <laughs> man, mm. I wish we could see Terry Glenn, Willie McGinnis. R- 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 oh R- R- yeah, P- Terry. Terry Glenn,
1: um, the original Scary Terry. Man,
0: but yeah, yo, uh, yo, I saw like a, uh, a clip of not a clip, but a image of uh, of him. I guess walking beside of uh, Terry Rose, uh, um, Terry walking beside or stand beside of Drew Bledsoe, and uh, Terry was uh, rocking his uh, Scary Terry shirt. And I think uh, uh Blessed with Smile on Side of him and stuff. So that was that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. That was great. I love like, uh I love some good I, nostalgia I like know, that. I, and some good I love a good beef, man. When it's like I'm sure Eric Bledsoe doesn't think it's funny, but but you know, when it's like silly and harmless like that and maybe doesn't involve punching anybody but, in the dick. But how?
0: But how do you how do you disrespect the guy to just burn you? I don't know who that is.
1: Really? Like, also, the way he burned you on both sides of the court, come on. <laughs> also, this is not part of the meme, really, but uh, I don't think I've ever like talked about this on the podcast before because it's not related to sports. But I like Jalen's uh, hair,
0: by the way. Look like at his hair,
1: yeah, it's nice, yeah, it's sharp. I like it. Damn. Um, but I am vegan and uh. <laughs> How this is related to sports is that uh, there is a particular brand of veggie burger. Oh man, that I'm a huge. Fan of.
0: <laughs> yes, I know where you go with that.
1: And it's called the Beast Burger, and uh, from uh, I think it's from Beyond Meat. That's the company. Beyond anyway, Meat. So they uh, one of their like sales claims is that they developed the Beast Burger. Like, in in collaboration with pro athletes to, like, make it, like, fuel for, like, an elite body or whatever.
0: (laughs) What accent was that?
1: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Is that that my
0: salesman voice? (laughs) I guess.
1: Holy crap.
0: We need to get you selling something (laughs) stats so you can, like, just, like, pester people with that voice.
1: I, I, I like turned into like a supervillain feud for an elite body.
0: <laughs> it makes me think of like that clip that Moser told me about uh, Justice League, where uh, where the Flash and Lex Luthor uh, like swap bodies, and uh, he was like playing a role as Lex Luthor, and he was in the bathroom, and he was and he was getting ready to walk out, and the villains were like looking at him, like, "What? Aren't you gonna wash your hands? No, because I'm evil." <laughs> 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 oh my god but going on with the beast oh my gosh you pulled man that that it looks, looks good like, though that looks it? like a burger for like a carnivore like myself would eat you
1: should that. try one sometime, dude i already eat, you already got me eating tofu man i so legitimately I mean, think they are really that. good um i'm trying to find where on here they have the future of protein thing because i I, we'll have to cut this because I I we gotta cut right to the thing that involves Eric Bledsoe. Um,
0: <laughs> was he flexing?
1: Yeah, <laughs> but I gotta like find it. though, was the problem.
0: <laughs> he was flexing.
1: You should beyond meat. Wait, I thought
0: you the... cut that out, man. I thought you cut the. Uh, I thought you kept that box.
1: I buy those all the time, so I have like a million of those boxes around. <laughs> Um, you never know,
0: man. You might uh, they might take that image off, and then you'd be complaining to Beast or why the why uh, Eric Bledsoe images don't all go there. <laughs> Uh Just go to images. Oh, there he is.
1: <laughs> Eric this is from years ago, though. Plant based um, crossover.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh this now, is now so great now go to images go to images and you can see him flexing yo oh, look no him. that's not it though that's not the that's, oh, not, yeah. the, that's not the picture yeah, in the box his, his mouth isn't wide open like <laughs> cause I know they, ha- Wait, they have all these other who the heck is April Ross oh, they and they Maggie really? verse
1: JJ Reddington. they got <laughs> JJ Reddington to hockey? <laughs> oh this is great <laughs> oh this is the greatest thing
0: I've ever yo, seen yo who is April Ross and Maggie Vesey hmm
1: uh, I don't know what sport volleyball looks like. Summer Olympics. Oh, beach ball, beach volleyball. Ve- I just said beach volleyball. Veach. God, I'm the worst. Uh, elite eight uh eight hundred millimeter, well right. millimeter
0: eight hundred meters. Okay.
1: Like I was saying, this company like teamed up with athletes to like develop the Beast Burger or whatever, and they have all of these various professional athletes as spokesmen. So they have like um on the box, the other person is like a woman who's like a pro surfer, um. But anyway, uh, they, they have a picture of Eric Bledsoe on this box, and, and he's a future of protein partner, and he's, like, flexing and screaming the at the camera, and he's holding, and in one hand, I believe he's holding the Beast Burger box, and uh, <laughs> it's pretty much my favorite thing I've ever seen, other than maybe... Uh, uh,
0: Mike Trout with his pretzels.
1: Oh, yeah, I have that on my he desk. He has
0: that on his desk.
1: <laughs> um, I say that a lot when I say things are my favorite thing ever, and I'm... I'm Being a little hyperbolous, I guess. these are
0: a few of my favorite things. It's mostly
1: just Eric Bledsoe. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah, the future of protein, man. Future of protein. Uh, And then they have an article here on uh, (laughs) beyondmeat.com titled, Eric Bledsoe, Plant-Based Crossover. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man built like a miniature tank is how they describe (laughs) it. what got you hooked on basketball? winning (laughs) (laughs) then he played for the Suns
0: oh (laughs) then he played for the Bucks oh
1: (laughs) anyway holy crap man But yeah, we're getting set for Celtics-Cavs here.
0: We apologize for any um, random moments of like outburst or rage. So
1: I'll have to just edit this pretty heavily, I guess. Uh, um be all right. <laughs> Since the Celtics game is starting, I guess we'll start there. So, um yeah, these these playoffs, man. How do you how do you feel about the playoffs so far?
0: Um, well, there were some some series that were really there were some series that were really good, and there were some that were like, uh, you know, eh. Like, uh, I guess let's go by like uh, like team. Uh, let's see, like I guess noble teams. I mean, let's. I'm basically going to lump the um, the Trailblazers and the Wizards like together because like they're they're, <laughs> you bas- don't say. they're basically the same team of like underachieving. Except the Blazers have like more. Well, actually, no. They I mean both of them have like two you know outstanding guards, and they are like don't really have nothing else. And it's like either uh, they're—I guess they're in talks of rather uh, trading one of them, or you know, just blowing the whole team up and just like trying to rebuild. So like, uh, I think they're going to do something with the Trailblazers because like, um, it's just something about Dame and like CJ McCollum like doing do all that scoring, but then they just don't have nothing else. Yeah, weird.
1: I. Like I don't think I could name another player that plays on that team. Maybe that's not a good barometer of how good they are, but like mm. I, like after they got waxed so bad in the first round after what seemed like a really good regular season. Like I don't know what They got you waxed do. by
0: the Pelicans.
1: Yeah. I don't and know they what didn't you even have Boogie. I don't know where you go from here if you're them because like You got to
0: trade one of them,
1: I think. Cuz supposedly the knock on Lillard's that he doesn't really play defense, right?
0: I I don't, I'm not going to pretend that I watch every single one of their games, but I know, like, I know what they do uh, damage-wise in terms of scoring, but I, that about defense, I don't know. I thought he played decent defense, I don't know.
1: I, yeah, I don't know either. But it's that same sort of thing where it's like, you know, you shoot and you shoot and you shoot and you... Oh, he's wide open, wide open. Nice, I like it.
0: Probably could have gave it to him like a second sooner. He probably could have had like a layup.
1: Morris could have just gone to the far basket. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, um. So what else? So the, I got
0: O K C and the Jet. Jag- where does O K C go from here? Like so, me- Melo is not going anywhere because he loves his money. He's got unless they tw- trade him.
1: They've got that twenty eight mil on the books for Melo, and yep. he he is adamant that he is uh, not not giving any of that Yo, up. Nor
0: should he. And, he, and he's got like, the. Um, He's got that Allen Iverson thing. He thinks he's a starter. He doesn't think he he should come off the bench. <laughs>
1: like he's not even, I'm not trying to be mean,
0: but, but like Melo's not what is the player he was now. He don't play defense, and he's he's not a a great shooter, dude, like, like he used to be. He can't even shoot three well.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not even convinced he's like a useful bench piece at this point. Like what? You know, he clearly like chip
0: in some points if you need like someone who could like just go in and get get his points.
1: And you know, there's, there's always there's always stuff with Melo. You know, like he he has a reputation for for what? maybe is not always founded as like being,
0: being like a, a drama king or something. Yeah,
1: and he pretty much did everything he needed to do this year in terms of like he was not like he was never complaining about what his role was or you know
0: or nice any of that pop. stuff,
1: and it, by all accounts was like a pretty good teammate this year. Take him jail? It's just that he uh. isn't good, and that's really the problem. Three? You
0: no, know? nope. Damn. I'm not going to hit as many threes y'all did in the last game, so.
1: Yeah. yeah um, so, yeah, I don't know where you go from here. Uh, so, Portland. They're going to lose
0: Paul George, and, and, and uh, Russell's basically got to, like, um,
1: do it by himself. Like always. Um, well, he
0: does have Steven Adams. He's cool.
1: San Antonio got KO'd by the by the Kawhi thing. It's yeah. one of the weirdest stories I can remember. You know, I've never seen like a team medical staff say a guy was ready to play and the guy himself and his medical team say that he's not not, you know. I don't know. So I don't know. I yeah. I don't know how he goes back there after he basically just torpedoed an entire season for the franchise by sitting out. Well, to
0: be honest, they weren't they weren't going to win when to get out the West anyway, though. They don't have enough to contend to the Warriors or the Rockets, man.
1: I I don't know, man. Pop Magic. Oh my
0: gosh, he missed both free throws. LeBron did.
1: Wow. <laughs> a fully like a fully healthy team with like Manu turning back the clock and you know, oh, oh. and some Pop Magic and a fully healthy. Kawhi, I really think that team maybe could have given Golden State a run for their money. Like
0: a, a run,
1: but not, like a run.
0: wouldn't have won.
1: But I mean, you know, you never know. get to a game seven, anything happens, you know, that sort of thing, but mm-hmm. we may never see that team at full strength actually get a real shot at the I mean, Warriors. I mean,
0: OKC, when they uh, when they had, uh, ooh, dang, Big Al, like, didn't they have, like, was that the last year of KD, when they, like, they were losing, like, let me see. Uh, they were up three one, and then the the Warriors came back and like beat them four three.
1: That was wasn't that the year before?
0: I can't remember. But I do no, with, I
1: think you're right because they 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 beat the Thunder in the yeah and it, in it was the like conference the, finals and, and it was that like was kind I of what
0: if I can't beat them to the join them thing that that was yeah. kind of
1: apparently like a big part of why he decided to leave because he was just like yeah this yeah. is stupid and anyway I, I
0: am excited about the Utah Jazz though Donovan Mitchell though do you see when he like he like just kind of like kind of threw it off the rim like he was trying to shoot it but he missed but then he basically got his own rebound and just like. One hand jammed it. That was amazing. It's It was like serving it up. Dinner served, like from NBA Street, yeah. that game. That was amazing.
1: That dude is potentially a superstar for years came to come. From, came from Louisville. Kind of bonkers, right, that nine teams missed on him pretty badly. Well, they probably just didn't think he had Celtics could have had him. 76ers could have had him. They could have had Donovan Mitchell on their team this whole year instead of f***ing Markel Fultz. You know, I mean, I'm you just could, saying. Could say
0: the same thing. Like, New York could have had Stephen Curry.
1: Yeah. I mean, five teams could have had Stephen Curry. Fair point. Uh-huh. Um, uh, let's
0: see. Of course, Golden State. Got Sam Bowie'd. Every, oh, dang. <laughs> Every time I see uh, Golden State's, like, uh, initials, uh, GSW, it makes me think of, uh, like, one of the turns the I was seeing like, the, in medical books. Gunshot wound. So, so every time Damn. I see, so every time I see GSW, I, I think of gunshot move. And there's a three by Big Al. Uh, okay, the East Toronto, of course, beating the uh, Washington. <laughs> Man, if any idea didn't kind of spontaneously combust, like they, uh, we could have like a Toronto like Celtics uh, Easter Commons Finals. That'd be fine. because we because you know um, the Pacers wouldn't made the second round, like past the second round. But they would, spontaneously
1: combusted. Would the Pacers have beaten? Uh, would it have beaten beaten Toronto? No, no. You're saying no, no. Yeah, because, I, think, because, I think they were a way better match. Because
0: Toronto actually has confidence against uh, against every other team except for uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Now that was just embarrassing because, and it costed Dwayne
1: Casey's job. I Lebron got the coach of the year fired. I just can't. Wait, he I was can't the coach. Of, he won
0: the coach of the year this year.
1: I think he's likely to win Coach of the Year. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know, because I thought they'd already announced it, because I don't know how else they would know that no coach even cast a vote for Brad Stevens.
0: I, I thought they cast, like, votes for Brad Stevens. I th- And I thought, like, uh, Casey only got one. I
1: don't know. I don't know. I remember but, them talking about on an, on the NBA, like, preview show on but, TNT that it was kind of <laughs> stupid that no one even voted for Brad's, Brad Stevens. But whatever. Anyway...
0: It's just so um, weird that he he got fired for basically like getting beat by Michael Jordan. Like you can't get past Jordan, but he yep, got fired for that. Yep. I guess well, what would I guess when they got blasted in in like half of those games and when they choked so hard in that first game, I think that's what put the nail in the coffin for him. And
1: wasn't it game 2 that LeBron hit that impossible shot at the end where he just flipped the ball and it went into the basket? Was that game 2? I th- I th- think so because that was the point at which it was like this thing is over. And game, they can't they can't beat this guy if he's doing shit like that.
0: And in game one, they just like spontaneously combusted on the court because didn't they miss like what like sixteen or seventeen of the last like nineteen shots or something? Yeah, like that.
1: <laughs> it, it was four just... quarter
0: overtime. It was crazy. It was just a meltdown, man. I was like, yeah, and like I was like, yeah, they're finally gonna beat them for once, and I'm, and nope. then I'm like, you've got to. And I went, I went to go and get something, I guess, or I was like playing a video game, whatever. Then I turned and look at the score because just to see, like, see how much they're beating the Cleveland Cavaliers by. Wait a minute, what? You only up one? How?
1: <laughs> it was bonkers. The Celtics. So I guess now we talk about the Celtics. The, the Smeltics. And uh, and the 76ers. Um, oh, yeah, the process. So, man, I have never been – I'm not sure I've ever been more pumped – for a series than my my Celtics playing against the 76ers. Yo, that was of,
0: must see TV. That was I had that's like the most fun I had watching it Yes. Yeah,
1: all it, it, it did end up being like not close in terms of games, but every game was close
0: pretty yeah, much. Because you got two like youthful teams playing against each other with great talent. And you know, I'll never forget it was like game uh, three. Um when it was close, when it went overtime. Um, I was at the Greensboro Grasshoppers game. Oh man. And that was like when Casey had like uh they had that like, her company's picnic. And I remember like uh I saw I was like, wait a minute, this this game's on ESPN. So I, I turned it on because like, oh I forgot the game was on. I was like, oh, okay. And I caught it right when it was, like, overtime, back right when they were reviewing the uh, Marco Bellinelli yeah, shot. Yeah,
1: that was... No, the funny thing is, I had just gotten home. I forget what I was doing that night, but I had just gotten home, so I turned the TV on right after he drained that shot. Yeah. And so what happened? So I started watching it, and then I told like, this one guy who was, like, a
0: big Boston fan that the game was on. Then another guy starts showing up to it, and another guy started showing They Next you no, know, I have, like, three, four guys, like, crowding around me, watching on my phone. <laughs> like, the... I think the the final minute of overtime <laughs> now, of course like that final man lasts like 15 minutes <laughs> Yeah. but when he that love pass and then big al just goes in you owe somebody an apology
1: yeah okay so That's, some you, you guys set, set the mood the background of this so some context <laughs> for this so al horford way back in 20 or whoa not 20 way back in 2008 was a rookie. That was when he was drafted by the Hawks in the first round. I like those um, Hawks, though. They, they were young and exciting. And they were, yeah, they were kind of a young... Did they, did they still have Kyle Korver, then? Mm. Who was on that team? Was that, like, Joe Johnson? Yeah, that was Joe... And, J- uh, Joe... Jo- Josh Smith, maybe? Yeah, Josh yeah, Smith Josh was on that Cornell. team. And uh, back T- when people thought that Josh Smith was going to become good. Wasn't Jeff Teague on there? Yeah, Jeff Teague. I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Kyle Korver uh, was... a, a Either he was on the 76ers or he was on the Bulls at the time.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, he but did, anyway he did play
0: for him for like a year, a mercenary year, and then he got traded to the Cavs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that was that was way later. You're right. Yeah. Um. That was that crazy thing where the Hawks won sixty games and they got f- just annihilated by LeBron.
0: Yeah. They, yeah. They got that one c
1: Yeah, and it just didn't matter. Remember when
0: it was like it was like a dog fight for that whole set, like a whole seven game series against the Celtics. Yeah. KG in them.
1: So that that was that series. So um, <laughs> so I remember watching that, and uh, that was that. That was the summer before I went to college. That was the first year with, the, that, with the Celtics that, Big Three team.
0: That's right. Yeah,
1: because um,
0: they won. They won that oh wait right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and they played the Hawks in the first round that year, and the Hawks were just real feisty, and they ended up taking the Celtics to seven games in that series. Was, I that, the first,
0: that. was that the first time they did like the whole seven, 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 seven format?
1: uh like like two, two, one, 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 or whatever that is.
0: No, no, the um, mem- remember um, a while back, I-, I forgot when they first started this, but it used to be a best of five series, and then the last three rounds would be the best of seven.
1: Oh. I don't think I was watching basketball when they did that, so that must have been like before yo, that. Yo,
0: you then you missed like classic battles bet- uh, between the uh, um, the New York Knicks and the and the Tim like and the Tim Hardaway and Alonzo Mornings. uh, Land- uh no, Lando Heat, dang Miami Heat,
1: But Pat Riley was coaching. I've heard I've heard yo, like stories about that because it Ewing, was a lot more like defensive back then. And Patrick Ewing, Allen Houston, John Starks. Charlie Ward, <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Heisman
0: Trophy winner but opted to play in the NBA, which is probably the the better power play for his health.
1: Oh weird. Never yeah. heard, never heard of that. Yeah, before. he was a
0: like, he was like a Heisman Trophy winner uh oh. can you be?
1: Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, oh, there
0: goes the Cheater Tristan Thompson. Oh, burn. Uh-oh.
1: But anyway, uh, god, I'm taking way too long to get to the point. Uh That's all right. so in that series, they you know they had at Horford Playing Center and he, he really got in there and mixed it up a lot with KG. And I remember and the funny thing is this one must have been a long time later because this was something I said to you. Yeah so this must have yeah been, you texted me I think this must have been that fall when we were when we had like first met and were talking about sports and stuff.
0: Wait we didn't start hanging until like second semester. Yeah, time. so did they play the did they maybe play the Hawks again later or something? Well, no, because no, like remember the playoffs starts that um like that late spring going into the summer. So that's after we start hanging out and stuff. And then you texted me, "Yeah, Al Horf is a punk or something."
1: You're right, you're right, you're right. Those finals were not the summer before I went to to college. You're right. That was the summer after. the first after. year.
0: On um, the first year like they played against the Bulls and that was like when uh Derrick Rose was a rookie.
1: He, something like that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, the point being is, all the way back then, I texted, I texted D, and I was just like, "Man, Al Horford is a punk," <laughs> and he's I would agree with him. He's out there just hacking people for no reason, and I agree with him because um, I'm he, not going to go against Boston. Probably because he got a little frustrated with KG. I bet because I can't even like I can't even imagine playing video games against Cage. <laughs> <Like, laughs> He's just such a strong personality, and just such a trash talker. You know, I feel like I would like want to slap him after about five
0: minutes. Yo, and then imagine like uh, Big Baby Davis coming off the bench too. You have to bang with him too. No, 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 wait. Before that, no Kendrick Perkins.
1: Yeah, you know they they had to bang with Perkins too. (laughs) So, if you want to feel maybe not old, but if you want to feel weird, uh, let's all acknowledge the fact that Kendrick Perkins is currently on the Cavaliers roster. He has not. He had not played an NBA game since like 2013, and they randomly picked him up for some reason.
0: Oh, veteran leadership!
1: I love that LeBron just has these like very specific players that he likes, and he only wants to play with those players. Is that like and so? Is, is that he like uh, clearly like facilitates moves to get those players on his team? Is that like nepotism by proxy? I guess. I don't know if it's nepotism if he actually likes the way they play basketball. If he insisted that like Maverick oh. Carter be on the Cavs roster or something, maybe oh, that would be different. Who? Uh who? Maverick Carter's his business partner. Oh wow. Well. Um, the guy that like how, like runs all of that uh, or you know, they they like work together to run the like LeBron Empire. That's an interesting um, name too, Maverick.
0: It's a cool name. <laughs> you can be like a Mega Man, be a Maverick hunter because that's what the actual enemy robots were called in in the
1: X series. They were Mavericks. Oh word. Yeah. They were little John McCain's.
0: Oh gosh, dang! <laughs> uh, the, the, the Celtics, though, they ain't they like the most fun team that you've you've seen in the, watching the playoffs? Because I this must see television when the Celtics are, are on. So like a couple of things
1: happened. So obviously we they we, got good. We've covered on this show the the Gordon Hayward injury. <laughs> oh, I think, in, I think in like episode five, something like that. That oh, uh, that, that ankle and. Uh, at that point, I was like, well, okay, cool, the season's over. And that was that. And that's pretty much everyone else's reaction. Man, that sucks. But they started winning early in the season. And then, but then Kyrie got hurt at the end of the year. So everyone was like, okay, fine, okay, that's it. You know, we'll run it back next year and, and we'll see. But Brad something Stephens, happened.
0: Brad Stevens happened. I don't. So. Like I don't think it's just
1: Brad Stevens. It's not just him, but he's a great coach. He's like, one of the best in the league already. He is, and it's amazing what he's done. I mean, and kudos to you because you were the person that pointed this out on a very early episode of this show. What? You remember, uh-huh. remember, I remember you you talking about Brad Stevens, and you were like, "Look, they picked him up clearly to be like the head coach of a tanking team." And he had them in the playoffs, even though they were tanking.
0: Yeah, I actually read an article once, like, uh, recently. They, like, one of the stipulations of him, like, taking the job at Celtics. He had them, like, promise some like, hey, like, he wanted the coach to win games, not the coach to tank games and get high draft picks. And I guess they won him over with that. But deep down, they were probably still trying to
1: yeah, they were clearly because
0: not, of like, because the GM was a GM like process of like giving like not so great players.
1: Yeah, Danny Ainge was not like actively trying to to put talent on the roster at that point. But he uh, got other them than developmental in the playoffs, talent.
0: man. He got them in the playoffs. I mean, come on, if Brad Stevens could take but- the Butler Bulldogs who didn't really have superstars on their team two years in a row to the national championship game, I mean, they made the national championship game, but like, I think as an eleven seed.
1: Yeah, because it was
0: them and VCU. Were not they like two elevens? Like they, something like that. It was like... a weird year,
1: man. It's crazy. Yeah, but but anyway, but it's well, when you when you look at the roster though. So so Jalen Brown was a third overall pick. He's good. And Jason Tatum was a third overall pick. And, and he's like good. You're that supposed, dude. You're
0: supposed to get good if you get like high talent like that.
1: That dude is another thing entirely. What he's so shown Tatum yet. Yeah. What he's shown throughout this year and throughout the playoffs, like, I mean, like, he's not going to be like Kevin Durant, but he's going to be like, like Kawhi a Leonard. top 20 player in the NBA he, for like he, the next 10.
0: He, he could be a Kawhi Leonard. He's already playing great, great he's defense. He's playing and great playing defense,
1: offense. too. And he, like, the sky is the limit for that kid. He's 20 years old right now. I thought he was 19. He's 20. Okay. I, think he, I think he turned 20 during the season. Oh, okay. Um,. Sky's the limit. It is unreal what he's doing. So, like... But my point is, so they have two third overall picks. Scary Terry was a first-round pick. People have forgotten. Number 16. Um, yeah. So, like, when you add all that up, and Al Horford is... Big, big wow. Oh, so that was my point. I called Al Horford a punk ten years ago, and I regret it now because he, he is He's amazing, helping y'all win games now. <laughs> he is an amazing wonderful likable player who is really fun to watch and is definitely not a punk he is a a he's
0: only a punk if he's not on your team
1: (laughs) i guess that's what it right Uh, because with that logic ben simmons is a punk (laughs) he just can't shoot (laughs) Uh, but you know and they have marcus smart marcus smart and, and, I, and, uh, I still get, Morris. I still get confused as to which Morris. Markeith Marcus, is on the Wizards, Marcus, right? He, yeah, you got Marcus Morris, and, and you got two So, like, my point is, like, there's talented players on this team. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, what I mean, it's not like they had two good players and they both got hurt, and now they just have a roster completely devoid of talent. And <laughs> Brad, Stephens, I mean, it's not like Brad Stevens that would be is winning. Cleveland. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not like Brad Stevens is winning with like a bunch of cardboard cutouts. Like these are actual NBA players who are all coming into their own kind of like what's happening with the Braves right now where couldn't name a f- player on the roster but they're they're winning because they have young players they're young, who and
0: they're hungry man. are
1: going just like the 76ers did this year they're going like f- tanking i want to win now Yo, okay. you know i'm good enough right now can, why can, not
0: can i just like digress a second and just say how good of a uh, of a offseason pickup jj Reddick was for the 76ers they, they
1: needed that badly I mean
0: like to this day man he got drafted what 06 to this day man like and I hated JJ Redd because I'm a Carolina fan he played for the the evil Duke empire but that dude after like what a decade too, plus yeah but I like him LeBron has 21 points already. What? Rest of team, six points.
1: <laughs> so this is, oh my God. LeBron <laughs> so this is definitely like, I'm pissed off, nuclear LeBron, right? You got to get tight. Yo, he watches LeBron, the going. He,
0: I think he watches the hot takes, man. Yeah.
1: He watches the hot takes. LeBron's, go, LeBron's going Super Saiyan. Man. You look, and
0: there's D Way's wife, Gabrielle Union.
1: Hey, uh,. When they got married, do you think that he said that he was entering a union with Union?
0: I don't know. I w- <laughs> that would be hilarious. The Wade, the Wade and Union, Union. <laughs> oh man,
1: some great puns. Speaking associated of Wade, with do that you think name, he should retire. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, he,
0: he he looked like he was just like a couple steps slower than everybody else.
1: He's got a beautiful house in Miami and a beautiful family and like
0: and money. And he's not that rings. he's
1: not that great at basketball. I mean, I, he could sit on the bench for a championship contending team, but I just don't... Like, why? Just I
0: mean, go. he got trade away from the Cavs, so he, he wasn't good
1: enough to be yeah. on the Cavs. <laughs> just honestly, just go home and, like, enjoy the rest of your life, you know? Um yeah, coach or a commentator. I really dug the story about uh, Bernie Williams, the uh, the Yankees great, who... Um, did, he, like, did, did he become, like, a jazz musician? he became, like, a, like, really good guitar player. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, um, I, I Yeah, I think somewhere in, in, like, my mom's house, right, my my dad got, like, a CD of Bernie Williams, like, jazz. Oh, word. I guess, like, I guess,
1: like, a bootleg burn one. But if you could find that, I, it trying over, to find I would love Bernie to hear it. <laughs> I just think that's so cool because, like, he could have easily just, like, f***ed off and done television or something else related to sports, but that was clearly something that yeah. he had, like, a passion for. And yeah, then he was just like, you know what, I why mean, not?
0: Also, it helps that you have, like, money to, like, help fund that. Yes. Yeah. Very so. true.
1: That's exactly what I would do if <laughs> I had money. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, like, but the thing is, but how, like, how much of a, uh, of a jazz musician name is it for Bernie, for the uh, be Bernie Williams? I mean, ain't that, like, a jazz or a, or a, a great, like, guitar player name? I think so. Bernie Williams. It's just a great name. Or oh, he's just, like, a great, um... Or oh, he sounds like a, a uh, an awesome, like, bluegrass player coming to the stage.
1: Bernie Williams. <laughs> Bernie Williams. <laughs> now, do you remember when... Um, Bernie Williams, Muddy Waters. I mean, hey. <laughs> do you remember, um, oh, what was his name? Bronson Arroyo. Bronson. The, uh, the pitcher who pitched for, like, the Red Sox for many years. And uh, so he tried to be, like, a folk singer. Oh, God. And uh, he would, like, play acoustic guitar And I remember seeing his CD in Barnes & Noble one time. Oh, man. (laughs) You should have bought it. (laughs) I should have. I really, really should have. But uh, so I remember this one time. It was like a big start. He had a big start that was going to be like against the Yankees or something. Uh And uh, I think it must have been a Yankees game because I feel like it wouldn't have spawned hot takes otherwise. But... He had a show the night before where he played a gig in a club in Boston, right the night before his big start against the Yankees, and he went out and just got shelled the next day. And uh, and I remember the announcers saying during that game, "Huh, I guess the I guess the Red Sox will have to look at like letting him go out and uh, play gigs and stuff the night before he pitches."
0: Oh my, yo, remember remember when Ron Artest had a CD out? He did yeah, <laughs> like, maybe he's he talking about like he wanted to focus, on, like, uh he, wanted, he was, uh, he wanted to focus on his rap album or something, and then that was the year when they like basically suspended him the whole season after the malice in the palace. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was
1: gonna ask if this was during the, the meta world peace years.
0: No, that, that was before he was meta world peace.
1: Oh, oh, oh dog pile <laughs> that might actually become a fist fight. Was that Baines? Bane's. Is Baines and in Baines. love? Kelly Olenek is here in spirit. Kelly Olenek. <laughs> dude, they
0: still tangle with each other. I was gonna say, dude, just get up, man. It's Baines, okay. that's a big boy. Is he smiling? Oh, He's smiling.
1: <laughs> okay, they're not. They're not. They're not fighting. It's just
0: they're great. Just, co- it's just, uh, yeah, com- just It's just great competition. Yeah,
1: yeah, look at that. They just wouldn't let go of the ball. That was like some wrestling shit right there,
0: man. Yeah, they just, it's just good. Uh, good competition. <laughs> look at this. Give me the ball. Give me
1: the ball. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Mm. Uh, yeah, this, anyway, but the uh, Celtics are
0: awesome. They're fun to watch, and I'm I'm like hyped for the future for them. Honestly,
1: what I was gonna say is uh, this is like the best part of the competitive cycle. Ew!
0: Look what's on the floor. What? Ugh! Green Hill, Nance, uh, Hood. Oh no, LeBron.
1: Oh. That was... Well, he hit the shot. That was a terrible shot, but it went in. Okay. It's called Corver. He got a shooter touch. Corval Kier. Remember
0: when uh, uh, one one episode like, of our podcast, you was impressed how I knew where, where Corver came from, where he first played for?
1: Like <laughs> I couldn't remember that. Dude,
0: <laughs> oh, you're
1: right. He played for my dad's Sixers. Of course I remember that. Um, But, okay, um... This is, like, the most fun part of the competitive cycle, the part where, like, the young team starts overperforming with no expectations. Because three years from now, when the Celtics are expected to be the best team in the East. And then they fold. And then they lose in, like, the first round or something. That's going to suck. This is great. Like, I've had so much—I love this team so much. I don't want this ever to end. I, I really do actually want them to beat the Cavs so that they can just get absolutely fucking waxed by the Warriors because it will be an entertaining four games, and uh, it will be <laughs> like it'll be the best four games of my life,
0: man. Yeah, I love it. I, I mean, I I mean, as anything that involves them playing more games this season, like I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're just a fun team to watch,
1: and. Like, and this kind of goes back to, like, a point that we've made a few times over the course of the show. Like, I really don't need to, like, live for the championship, really. Like, I just want to be – I want fun players on my team. I want to be entertained. And as long as I've got that, I'm good, man. You live for the championship through the Patriots. To a point. (laughs) Even even looking back on this season, I'm like, it was a fun season. Yeah, it was. You know, like, I'm not – I'm not like bitterly, and I think oh, it's just a. Oh wow! Oh, all right. Oh, pump fakes, pump uh. fakes. Oh, oh. Then he missed the shot. That's all right though. They're missing shots tonight. That doesn't look so good. That'd anyway, right. they'll start missing
0: uh, again though, Cleveland. Will.
1: Yeah. Anyways, I guess we've covered the Celtics enough. I apologize. Celtics to
0: Celtics rule.
1: Ooh, I'm
0: wait. I'm waiting for this one. For it, what you gonna say?
1: Okay, so this is a pretty big topic, and we'll just kind of take it wherever we feel like, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. so gambling in sports. Uh, there was the court case the other day where. Winkler um, case. Oh, God
0: no! <laughs> no! Sammy- no! <laughs> no! Jump the Sam Hickey bomb, Yes! Woo! Oh, Sam Hickey reference for today! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very brief aside, um, something I'm thinking about doing is to produce a podcast on this feed called The Sam Hickey Affair or something like that. <laughs> and basically what I'll do is... Because I run into this problem... I actually don't run into this problem a lot because no one listens to this show and no one is interested in listening to this show. But... If I were to recommend this show to someone, I would probably have them start with that episode because I think that's the best. That's that's the best and most entertaining thing we've done on this show is the the Sam Hinky riff. Yeah,
0: I got like a I got like a little title for that. You so know, go ahead. You know uh, you know the the title like of that classic show I Dream of Genie. I I thinkie of of Hinky. I thinkie. I think I thinkie of, of Hinkie. <laughs> Oh my god. It sounds childish when you say thinky, but hey, <laughs>
1: I tried. <laughs> well I'm thinking of Hanky. The only other thing I think of when I hear Sam Hanky is like a hanky, like a handkerchief. Or Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo? He loves me and I love you. Mr. Hanky. <laughs> he's made of he's he's made of poo. <laughs> he makes basketball teams that are made of poo. <laughs> Yo, yo <laughs> This is, that... is what you get with this
0: show, guys. You you will get Sam Hankey and like a random poo reference or something, I don't know, man. Well,
1: so I didn't realize how like deeply ingrained the love of Sam Hanky still is in like the weird like NBA
0: It's like a call it?
1: It's so <laughs> bizarre. Like NBA Twitter will come after your ass if you make fun of Sam Hanky. So it's proof that we don't have a social media presence in the fact that all of our jokes... Have oh, been- he missed it! <laughs> he oh. missed the alley!
0: <laughs> that is, oh that's when you man. know the cows are terrible, man. He missed that point-blank alley. Oh,
1: wow, he threw a turnover. A pass, though. Oh. oh, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Denver
0: Broncos. Just don't know football, March. Oh, that's a block. Wow. Yeah, he fell before he the charge. Um, to me, it's kind of like... To me, it's like the 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 battle uh, with weed. Eventually, it's gonna get legalized. Yeah, there's such I, a massive demand for it. I mean, it's like gambling has been going on for like a long time anyway. It was just on the down low, but now it's it. on the it, it. down low. Well, nobody has to know, man. But uh, it's now just out in the open now, and it kind of was to a point with FanDuel and DraftKings and all those those types of sites that. Claim they weren't gambling, but it, yeah. it was. It's like it's like you're going to like a uh, like one of those speakeasies back yeah. in the Prohibition yeah. era. It's like, it's like uh, you like it's a pet shop, but a, a whole flock of people ain't gonna go there just for pets or whatever. They're gonna go for for the the booze that's being hidden.
1: Well, like <laughs> like. There's sites like mybookie.ag that literally just advertise on, like, the ESPN podcast because it's a company that's offshore. It's not based in the United States. It's based somewhere where gambling is legal, and somehow they get around the United States regulations on gambling, right? So, like, you can still gamble. Like, you can gamble online right now. You just – it won't be a U.S. company. I mean, I I don't feel like – Going
0: to Vegas and like betting uh, thousands of dollars on uh, on black and it turns out being red and I be in debt and I have like loan sharks wanting to break my thumbs.
1: Hmm. <laughs> right, yeah, and most people aren't going to go to Vegas either. Yeah, uh, I so like to
0: go to Vegas someday though.
1: So in that sense, I think some of the like Ooh, wouldn't even say again. hysteria, but some of the reaction to this is is a bit overblown. But here's the thing, so. So the court case happened, and they, I believe it's in the state of New Jersey, they basically ruled that the federal law... Um, unconstitutional? The, the federal, yeah, the federal law basically blanket banning it and preventing states from legalizing it, they ruled that law unconstitutional. So now states are free to legalize uh, gambling on sports. That does not mean that they all will necessarily. I imagine many will because they're like, well, f- we're going to tax it as money. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think things that this has the potential to create that maybe <laughs> were not anticipated. Um, one would be so like. You know, it's always been sort of like a fear, like like the Black Sox scandal, the idea of like someone paying off a team or a player to throw a game or shave shaving points. points. Yep. I don't think that is a danger with professional athletes because but if you because they get paid, they get paid a lot of money, and no player is going to risk his career because, like, if someone gets caught doing that. Then they get the Pete Rose treat. They are never going to be allowed to play again, and their contract is going to be voided to shit. And, you're, and
0: you know your rec- I mean? and your your and the records that you hold are just kind of gonna be glossed over. Yeah. You're gonna be given like you're to get blacklisted like Pete Rose.
1: Yeah. You know. Think of like what happened Tim Donahue was a referee and look at what happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> so Tim Donahue. <laughs> um yeah, because
0: he actually could control the outcome of games, to be honest.
1: Yeah. So, that's what so, made it an even bigger issue. So, I think the potential problem area for this is the NCAA. I mean, so, that's always
0: been a problem, though. The NCAA has always been like a, a walking contradiction and always has had like a, yeah. a lot of holes. And,
1: but I mean, so like, what's likely to happen... I think large companies are going to get on on this. Like, like I said, I, I really believe that ESPN will probably try to get in on this and everybody's get some of get, this gambling action. Everybody's going to um, want to get a piece of pie, but you could imagine like very small startups, sort of like what happened to DraftKings, just blowing up overnight. And suddenly these companies are just flush with cash. They don't oh. really have, it's just a company started by some dude, bro, who loves gambling and doesn't really have like a management structure really or any oh, sort of man. process in place.
0: They're gonna drown him. And they got they they gonna like buy him out or something, or like or just you, like
1: destroy him or dismantle him. Well can you imagine like that guy approaching like a fifteen C that's about to play Duke and offering, you know, the starting five players on the team twenty thousand dollars each and saying, Hey, uh, I need you guys to lose by thirty to Duke. Tomorrow. Because, uh, like, think about it this way. The kids on that team, none of them are going to the NBA. None of them are getting paid Some, at all. Maybe, maybe one or two might go overseas. Possibly. But, you know what I mean? The point is, this might actually... That theoretical offer might actually be the most money that they make in their basketball career.
0: or maybe And that's a life-changing, life-changing amount of me. money for
1: probably most kids that age, I think that's fair to say, right? Mm-hmm. Certainly would have been for me. And I'm sure, dude, I'm sure for you, and you were Twenty
0: k Dude, 20K, dude, I'm, yeah.
1: I, I would, I would be
0: tempted to like just granny shot that. But then again, that would be too obvious.
1: <laughs> and I mean, I'm just throwing that out as like a hypothetical number. But my point is like, that's where there's real vulnerability for that sort of thing to happen. And I mean, I, I think it would be naive to think that it doesn't happen already. Um, to a point, and I mean... Kyle Corbett's 37? They, they have big problems with match-fixing and, like, pro tennis and stuff like that, like, already. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a sport where there really isn't a whole lot of money to be made if you're not Roger Federer. So, like, there really is incentive for lesser-known players to take or, a dive for some cash. Or you Novak know,
0: Djokovic or uh, Sabrina Williams.
1: Yeah. So, like... And I don't want to be like hand-wringy about this, like oh, the integrity of the game. The real, the real f-ing solution is that the NCAA should find pay athletes what they're worth. And like, I, I just find it harder and harder to even process like a counter argument against that at this point.
0: Um, I mean, if you're gonna pay athletes. How are you gonna pay everybody? And like, based off of sp- uh, based off of the sport, based off of the sex, uh, based uh like uh, it's like men's sports, female uh, female athletics, uh, the departments. Like wh- how, how do you uh, adjust adjust to those scales and stuff? Like I guess that's what's kind of like well, one of those, one of the several things that's holding that up. I think because you're gonna create animosity because this the, obviously the football team is gonna get paid more because they're bringing in the more the greater revenue, or the basketball team, depending on what school it is.
1: Yeah, I think that is unfortunate because there are there are a lot of athletic departments that, you know, operated a deficit. Like I can't imagine that Guilford's athletic department makes money, for example. You know what I mean? Um, I'd be surprised. And, but I mean, to me, those are all very kind of minor issues with the general, the general premise. Yes, you can pay athletes if they, but I really honestly believe that they're going to have to have a union first. And, uh, Like, maybe that will happen, but they're just there's been like very, very, very slow traction towards it happening, and I think it will eventually, but not anytime soon. But so, the point being is that like gambling is going to happen like tomorrow, nice (laughs) by comparison. So, like, eh. but the other thing I would say is, uh, I think it has a real a real chance to change the way we consume sports. Um, Mm. because like, you know, like people have been saying, like, you'll be able to like go to Fenway park and there'll be like a key, you know, there'll be kiosks lined up outside before you go into the seating area where you can place a bet on like whether David price will give up three runs that day or something. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) that'll be how it works. Uh, And you'll be able to whip out your phone during the game and be like, I bet this guy gets a home run $5, you know, that sort of shit. Um, I mean, what do you think of that? Like,
0: Well, for me, like, uh, again, I mentioned, it's been like that for a while, uh, for like a long time. It's just, you know, it hasn't been like, you know, fully legal, but that, that never stopped people from like not betting on the various things in the first place. But now that's out in the open now, and it's, it's more so making it culturally acceptable. That's I think that's what it's bringing it, bringing it out. Of. Now it's now that it's legalized. That's that's fair. I mean, because you know, with people with weed and stuff, like it's not it's not openly legalized, but it's it's becoming more and more culturally acceptable because slowly but surely these states are legalized, become making it legal, making it legal. So eventually. Probably all, like, maybe not all 50 states, but the majority of the states will probably be legal at that time. Like, in a, a, if you get a few more years. But gambling, gambling's been there since, probably since when money was a thing. It's probably been, (laughs) gambling's probably been prevalent. But again, I guess it just, to me, to some people, it makes it exciting. Um, It adds extra layers to the game and whatnot. My problem is, for the people who are like, there's no consequence of like someone who has like, a gambling addiction. It's like, there's, there's no rules against him, him or her like gambling, but well that person has a gambling problem and they uh, blow through all their money and goes to all this depth and stuff. So then at that point, then these big businesses, small and big businesses are basically going to be profiting off of somebody's pain. It's but then again, you can't. The, the, those big companies, those companies can't be responsible for somebody, you know, what with, with their behavior
1: and stuff. But well, I mean, like, you know, they have all these rules that, like, basically, tobacco companies are not allowed to advertise. You know, hmm. that's a product that, when used correctly, kills you. <laughs> yeah.
0: They, and, put, they put that general surgeon on there, but pe- yep. but people are just going to yep. bypass that and, and still use their product.
1: And I mean, it's not a perfect analogy because gambling does not kill you, but <laughs> but it's but you it, know it, you can lose everything in gambling though. When you tally, when you actually do the math and you add up, you know my brain—I just had like a major brain fart. Uh, but basically, when you do the math, it's just impossible. It's impossible to make money gambling you know what I mean and what that actually looks like for like a person who knows what they're doing is LeBron's going to the locker room dude huh so he just took a like elbow or a shoulder to the face and he stayed down for a couple minutes and then he's now going to the locker room
0: that's weird that's a that's a big deal he will be back in the second half
1: oh, shit, watch. Tatum's shoulder right to the face. And it almost, to he'll me... Be, he'll be fine. He, he reacted like he'd gotten hit in the throat. Uh. Kind of. You know, like, where, where you might get, like, hit up here and you have, like, a hard time breathing oh, at yeah. first. Mm-hmm. I, that that uh. He'll be fine, though. He'll shake it off and he'll be okay. For, like, a dude as tough as him, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. seeing him react that way is he'll be fine.
0: He'll he'll come back. He'll come back and score 30 points in the second half. Like <laughs> <laughs> um but to me gambling is like gambling. I hey, I I've, I've been exposed to gambling like seeing people gamble and this and that like be, well, before this this moment of it being being legalized. Would so, you? It, so it so it's just like it's just like oh you've already been at home, hey, now you're just paying rent now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And I guess, I guess that, that was my point with the math thing is that, like, the math doesn't add
0: up. The math doesn't
1: work. Uh, No, like, it's just, it's not, it's not possible to, to make money off of it. And yes, it is possible to like play responsibly and not become horribly addicted to it. But ultimately what it is, just like the lottery is it is a tax on people who are not great at math. Man. And, you know, it's ultimately going to disproportionately affect people who are poor, who, have, you know, maybe, you know, uh, are undereducated, et cetera. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, going to, it's going to affect people who don't know any better, slash don't have access to maybe the resources to help them, et cetera. Yeah. And
0: or people who are trying to get rich. Quick.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody believes that it could be them. You know, I, every time these, uh, I get these Sweetwater sweepstakes emails where every month they do a big giveaway where they give away like $20,000 worth of music gear. And like one month they did guitars, and this month is microphone month. So, you know, they're giving away, like, a Neumann U87, which is, like, a like $8,000 microphone and stuff like that. Yeah. I enter every single one of them, and every month I'm just like, oh, man, I'm totally going to win. I never do, you know. But it's the, yeah, it's but the you, like.
0: But you never win if you don't try.
1: It's the, you know, What's it's that? the two minutes of, like, imagining yourself winning it. And uh, hey, eight grand. and. Man. I totally use it to record this shitty ass podcast. <laughs>
0: Yo. But,
1: um, but man, like it's it's like reminds me of that episode of Fresh
0: Prince of Bel-Air. Remember when he was like trying to do that pitch to like that um casino owner? He was like, yeah, they will come like your your customers they'll come to pay the see the they'll pay you to lose.
1: Say guys <laughs> <laughs> oh it don't matter, just roll, them. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's where that came. from. <laughs> yeah, that line when you sa- you said that in a previous episode, and it like I remembered that line, but I didn't remember where it came from.
0: Fresh Prince, but Oh man, I'm gonna have to. You have this a complete episode.
1: series. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've not watched it in a long time. I really should again. Mm. Anyway, um,
0: but gambling is here to s- gambling has has always been here, but it's officially here to stay.
1: Let me ask you this: Would you ever? Would you ever try it? Just with like five bucks.
0: I would try it, but I got to get my money up first, man. Like, I, I, I have to right now be a respo- – uh, at least practice being a responsible adult and paying bills and stuff. And like the little $5, I could put it in like my little jar or something like the the buy myself something nice. Like a surefire thing that would yeah. bring me a little happiness.
1: <laughs> I think that's what I always come back to is that – because you could look at it like this. You could say, okay, well, that's your fun budget and maybe the money that you would have spent to buy Legend of Zelda or buy or go out to eat or go to a baseball game or something. Or buy yourself a new
0: pair of headphones or a microphone.
1: You instead do that, and that's fair. Okay, that's that, you know, you're being responsible. You're budgeting your money. But I just... And I think that's the part that I don't understand, and I wish we knew someone that was into this kind of stuff. Um,
0: Well, here's the thing. I guess because like...
1: Because my point is like... um, People, I would much rather be guaranteed that I'm getting something. Yeah, fun, you know? to
0: me, like here's a, here's like a I guess a metaphor here or, or a scenario here. It's like, say I have five bucks, and I can use that five bucks to buy like mm, maybe three or four candy bars. So I I get instant gratification. Yeah. But there's that fantasy That's pretty much what it is. It's like that rush and it's that fantasy of hey I could put my five bucks down and maybe make fifty bucks and I could buy like. A lot more candy bars. But this but then you lose that five dollars and you realize, dang, I have no candy, no, I have bars. Zero. I have candy bars. I could have had three candy bars, but instead I'm gonna have nothing. That's pretty much what gambling is. You're you're basically entertaining the fantasy of of winning big, yeah. but most of the time you you're not gonna win anything, and then you're gonna be at a loss of what you could have had if you would have kept your
1: money in the first place. And the other thing is, <laughs> who ends up with that five bucks? It's Rich the, corporate America. It's the owner of that business who... You're making him richer. gets that five bucks. And it's like, the idea, too, that, like, gambling, that, like, legalized gambling is going to, like, create a bunch of jobs or you know, add all of this money to, like, the sports industry sphere. Aren't oh, no, you just going to let the computers do that? Do most of those jobs? Yeah, <laughs> most of these companies are going to be very small and run by a small group of people. I could see them maybe doing things like hiring writers away from actual websites to generate shitty, like, fantasy news content. I could see that, but in terms mm-hmm. of, like... Not, in terms of, like, actually positively affecting the industry, I just don't see it. Like, the money is all going to be concentrated. Yeah, I told you, he's okay. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not. There's no way in hell he's coming out of this game. Nah. Uh, the money is all going to be concentrated in the hands of, like, white aggro visor-wearing dude bros.
0: Wait, white aggro? I, I used to run white aggro in Magic. <laughs> <laughs> white weenies? Yeah. I hate playing against
1: red because they could just kill my board instantly. It'll be the same. It'll be the same kind of guys who use words like disruptor in their vocabulary. <laughs> Man, um, LeBron has as many points as the rest of the team right now.
0: Yep, only one point less.
1: Um, but yeah, uh, but anyway, I would, guess we can... Would you try it? Yeah, with like five bucks. Five bucks. Yeah. Uh, I would have to find something interesting though. Like I think. I never understood the like point spread and like going against the spread and like covering the spread. Like I never understood any of that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like either. your team won, but they didn't win by enough. <laughs> therefore, you don't get your money. Like that's stupid. Yeah. I want like a like a real or you know like. Did they win or did or did they not? <laughs> or or betting on like a weird stat like I bet. Uh, you know, I bet Mike Trout has a 160 OPS plus this year.
0: Or oh, I bet Nakamura punches AJ Styles in the balls like twice in the pay per view.
1: <laughs> can you imagine if that was a prop bet going in?
0: <laughs> well, wrestling and, uh, is predetermined, so that would, so can you imagine? Like, just,
1: I guess if you knew ahead of time, fair point. Ooh, hmm, that'd be that would be real controversial. It'd be like insider trading. Gosh. But, like, I'm remembering when, like, you could bet on things, like, at the Super Bowl, like, what color Bill Belichick's jacket was or something. Or, like Or, like, if they dump the Gatorade on the coach, like, what kind of Gatorade it is or what color the Gatorade really? jug is. They yeah, all kinds of shit. You can bet on what the coin flip outcome will be.
0: So, gambling's
1: to say. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So the next podcast will definitely be sponsored by uh, by uh, DraftKings or FanDuel. Dan DanFuel?
0: Dan Fuel. <laughs> Wait, is wait you gonna be the next sponsor of Beast Burgers? Dan Fuel. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. DanFuel.com. Make it happen. If I ever,
1: if my shitty, like, if my shitty DIY heavy metal ever gains even a mild amount of traction on the internet, I'm going to write f***ing Beyond Meat a letter and be like, look, I'm in this heavy metal band. Can I please be a future of protein partner? (laughs) I will even, like, go to the gym every day and get buffed. Just so that I can look the part of a future protein partner. <laughs> Wait,
0: so are you gonna hit the roy's and get it faster?
1: Well, I wasn't necessarily suggesting that, but no, I guess I whatever works. It. No, I'll I'll, I'll uh, take yeah. a I'll take a urine a urine boosting drug like uh, like Robinson Cano did.
0: But anyway, so gambling okay, this just stay. So oh man. I c I couldn't wait for this one, man. Like I gotta like show you clips of this. Please. But oh actually I have like an image of my phone here. Like that's like uh my wallpaper on my um <laughs> uh,
1: my computer.
0: So um I'm the, I'm the wrestling guy. Yeah, here. please
1: please contextualize this for me, because I like... I mean, there's
0: nothing to it. It's like this Japanese guy punching this Caucasian male and com- repeatedly in the crotch. D, that still doesn't qualify as <laughs> context. You're just describing to me what happened. Okay, so, I mean, it's a song degree it is, But, okay, so, it all started... Like, okay, so, these guys... Um, okay, AJ Styles, who's the w- WWE champion, he's probably one of the, uh, the more respected wrestlers, like, in in like the the whole business, like one of the best wrestlers in the world, period. Um, uh, He, uh, for those who, um, who know about TNA, he used to be like their, like one of their poster, poster children, um, before they kind of like low ball. And then he took his ball, went to new Japan pro wrestling, made a name for himself, got his dollars up and then, then joined the WWE, which was TNA's arch nemesis. And now he's getting paid. And now he's got the, um, one of the top championships there. So he. I think he's doing pretty good. I think while he was in New Japan, he actually wrestled a guy named Shinsuke Nakamura. And Nakamura uh, went from New Japan and joined the WWE. So Nakamura wins the Royal Rumble. You know, it was like 30 men entering the, uh, the match. Last person standing like in the ring wins. So it was hyped as being like a dream match. They've wrestled before, but one of the no-nos in wrestling is, you can't say, oh, they wrestled over here before because then it'd be like, hey, well, if they already beat you there, then what's the point in buying a ticket to see it if it's already been done?
1: Right. I guess um, they don't want to, like, advertise yeah. for other companies yeah. either. yep
0: yeah. uh, So, so it was hyped up as being like this, this uh, dream match between uh, Nakamura and AJ Styles. So at wrestle, so it's built for WrestleMania. So they face off against each other. I actually fell asleep during a match. I need to go back on the <laughs> WWE network and watch it, dude. The event was like five and a half hours long, fair. <laughs> and that's not including the pre-show
1: matches. So, Answer me this, riddle me this, Batman. Batman. Uh, we have all of this constant hand-wringing in baseball about dead time and about games take too damn long. Why don't we have this in WWE if the f- event is five and a half hours long? Well, the matches are predetermined, so they're, they're tailored to be entertaining
0: throughout. I mean, come on, like, where else are you going to see, like, uh, Kurt Angle tag-teaming with Ronda Rousey taking on Triple H and his wife Stephanie McMahon? Like, where are you going to see that? Where are you going to see The Miz Finn Balor and Seth Rollins compete in a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. Like, they're designed to actually go at least, like, 10, 15, 20 minutes of great action while your your standard game could be a drag fest until, like, the very end or it could just be a blowout throughout.
1: I guess that's fair, yeah. But,
0: some, but yeah, it's, even then, though, even if it's all the entertainment, it could still be boring because it's, like, so long. But, um... With... With this one, so it was like a match between AJ Styles and Nakamura for the WWE Championship. AJ Styles wins the match. And it looked like, okay, um, from clips I saw, um, you know, it seemed like Nakamura was like, you know, congratulating him, you know, being a good sport and everything. And then, like, out of nowhere, he, like, uppercuts him in the balls. Because, like, the way they do it, I guess, kind of like as a pulled punch instead of, like, actually leading with your fist. Your, kind of like your for, whole forearm kind of like goes like under their leg, and you just kind of pull up with using your forearm. So it's kind of like a pulled punch in a way, because if it was actual fist, then yeah, to actually be real painful. Right. So, so he did that. He was unapologetic about that, and then like week after week, he would come from behind and like uppercut AJ Styles in the balls, and like one match like AJ Styles is in the middle of a match he's like standing the apron getting ready to receive a tag in a tag match Nakamura comes out of the crowd and like uppercuts him in the balls <laughs> and then and then he up, then in like the next pay-per-view he uppercut him in the balls again <laughs> that caused AJ Styles to lose his cool and beat him up inside the ring and became a no contest because they didn't make the 10 count Recently, one of my favorite ones, Backlash, is no disqualification. So, low blows are legal. So, Uh (laughs) Nakamura low blows on one time before. But the match ended when both guys simultaneously kicked each other in the nads. They both laid in the ring in the fetal position couldn't make the 10 count and it became a draw because nobody could get to their feet because they're both incapacitated from hitting each other in the privates. So the phenomenal one AJ Styles has had his his phenomenal ones threatened and damaged for over the course of like the last like month and a half. <laughs> Like, and to give it perspective, this is like my wallpaper on my computer here of one of those instances. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if if you, like... Look at it. It kind of looks like he he's kind of grabbing them in the crotch and kind of pulling. It really does, <laughs> Jesus. But look, but look at the intensity on Nakamura's face. He's like, ah, <laughs> like, and see the veins on like the like the non like you know groin punching one. You can see that vein bulging, and mm. di- and you can see the pain and anguish on AJ's face, man. Like,
1: <laughs> His veins are bulging while he attacks the bulge. <laughs> You,
0: you, might, you say, might you say that this is the Battle of the Bulge? It it is. Like I'm I'm wondering how things. Like I mean, I don't really watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, but it looked. But that looked like how a New Japan Pro Wrestling match would end. Just the guys in the fetal position after kicking each other at, at the same time in the oh crotch. God. <laughs> I mean, I saw that live. I was like, what just happened? like I love it (laughs) especially that that headline of that one article AJ Styles remains WWE champion everybody's penis hurts (laughs) accurate (laughs) and I can show you this clip of like Batcha they did like the a series of clips of like uh this segment of like uh
1: of the of the crotch shots of (laughs) AJ Styles (laughs) do you remember that video that went around a few years ago uh I don't think it was WWE, it was some like independent uh, wrestling league, but it was... Uh, oh, you're talking about Joey Ryan with, his, with his penis power? With the, yeah, with yes! the, guy, the guy grabbing the yes! other guy in the dick, and then they there's like a ring of guys all grabbing each other in the dick, and then he just like flexes his dick and they dude, all fall over. Dude,
0: Joey Ryan is is the truth, man. He's got
1: like...
0: <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't for that, would we really be talking about him? No, no, That's no. his brand. Yep. His penis is his brand. And he's not a porn star.
1: <laughs> Only in wrestling. Only in wrestling. <laughs> Only in wrestling. <laughs> I remember LeBron accidentally flashing his dick on TV once. Really? Yeah, I don't remember that. Remember that? He was, like, adjusting his shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he accidentally, like, pulled him out enough that the camera saw his dick.
0: Yo, this is, like, the most of
1: uh, this podcast we've been we're talking about penises, man oh man I'm gonna have to come up with a great a great uh, pun name for this episode the phenomenal ones um <laughs> let's just yeah. call it the big unit yo man he just
0: yeah, it makes me think of like that one uh, this one comedy routine that uh a young Don Glover was doing he was like doing a impersonation of uh Tracy Morgan and you know he was being like a young upcoming like uh uh Comic, and he was like uh, asking Tracy Morgan of uh, advice of how to be a better comic, and he was like, "Just talk about penises, man."
1: Kind of true, though. That's
0: what the last like seven minutes we've been doing—just been talking about penises and
1: watch me just get the most hits out of
0: any right.
1: <laughs> Other the Bro, I won't even movie. come up with a clever title. This sep- the title of this episode will just be. This talk about penises,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, the, or the phenomenal ones. Instead of the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, the phenomenal ones, referring to his crotch. <laughs> or we could also be talking about the phenomenal ones known as the Celtics. Okay. I mean, I don't know. The, hey. <laughs> the testa Celtics. The Smeltics.
1: <laughs> the um, the
0: Celtics. Oh gosh, I don't even know what that is. The, the, I don't even know if that's a word. The, the Testix? I'm actually going to Google the word Teltix, because I don't know if that's a word or not.
1: My god. We've, like in other episodes, attempted to maintain like a mild sense of professionalism on this show, and it's just all gone now. It's gone. It's, it's dead, buried, there's no more. Wait,
0: there. Wait, there's a Teltics Media. There's Teltics.com, founded in 2015 with a mission to provide mobile services for companies in Indonesia. Oh snap! Teltics. Okay.
1: They make a lot of guitars I there.
0: I don't think it's in a uh, in a definition, but Teltics is a, is a thing. So, yeah. <laughs> I think we knocked all all the topics. Oh, one more thing though. Like, uh, well, the the round up my my uh, wrestling thing. When they did the greatest Royal Rumble ever when they did it at the um, I forgot where, but like um, in India, right? Um, there when the guy you know like you I think you might have seen like a Royal Rumble when the guys like will run down the ramp and then run and get into the ring. Right. Well, uh, this one guy, um Yo, yeah, oh, it's it's the guy. It's the
1: hurra, 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 Titus O'Neill He's, He's still like a wrestler. Yes.
0: And like He's a meme now. Like he he ran down the ramp and he tripped and he and he like slid under the ring. Alright, alright. And I gotta show and like the reason one the recent botch Man episodes just had like, grilled him like and like did their own little memes like throughout that episode. Like one they did of like well, when he when they did when they did the clip of him like tripping, they they uh they cut to like uh of like I guess a full shot image of him uh as a bowling instead, uh, instead of the bowling ball and we we bowling. It was it was like a a stock image of him <laughs> throwing and hitting all the pins with a strike. Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> where's where's the video? Go listen. The video Oh, here he goes. Okay, here's the angle. The Titus Titus <laughs> here he goes. You can ride it, run it, it. Wait. <laughs> 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, so everything but his boots went under the ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably one of the greatest things I've seen in wrestling in a long time. Oh, God. I think it's God. a good thing we can end on then Titus O'Neal just took a big stumble, man.
1: Dang. Anyway, uh, <laughs> holy crap! That is, I and, oh this my is why, God. and this is
0: why I watch wrestling for the the crotch uppercutting and <laughs> and the botches. anywho like uh, I it's, it's getting late because I uh, I gotta get back to uh, to my lady and stuff so she can like see me before she like falls asleep and all that stuff and I need to get ready for for the next day of work and all but I'm glad to be here uh, DVD Dan versus uh, uh, D uh, sports and stuff podcast I mean it's, it's been a good ride but yeah I've, I've had fun and Again, just Uh, thank you for sitting with us and listening uh, to this podcast. And uh, your support is uh, very much appreciated. Boss is tied again. Good. Yay. And, um, you know, follow us, you know, on our um, Twitter.
1: If you missed me here, you can find me getting into fights with people on NBA Twitter. That's so funny. We went so long, we went to a new file. Sweet. Um. (laughs) I. Hope you all have a good night. I uh...
0: He wishes he could hug you right now, but he's gonna choose not to. But someday I will wear him down until he
1: is willing to hug you all. In fairness, <laughs> um hugging every member of our listening audience actually wouldn't be that difficult because there's so <laughs> few of
0: them. Oh scary oh, no. Terry he oh, He I didn't know I could talk. Oh my wow. god! <laughs> and Terry is going wild right now. Terry oh, is in no. scary
1: mode. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, I, is Drew there? Is Drew there? Please tell me Drew. Bland I don't think there. that was Drew, but man, he's so scary. Oh, Jalen I, Brown with the it to him. Up, up, up. He's like, Earth you're not gonna block this,
0: LeBron. No,
1: oh my god. I am legitimately frightened of Terry Rozier. You,
0: you just need that free sh- that slow motion and just put it to I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. Really?
1: <laughs> I believe I can touch the rim.
0: <laughs> man. But on that note, man, with Scary Terry just jamming it. <laughs> that
1: was fantastic. That was a perfect way to end.
0: Or what about, hey, I've had it with these monkey-flying
1: snakes on his money. to
0: Friday plane. <laughs> it's
1: <says a> <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm remembering the one for Die Hard 2, Yippee-Ki-Yay, Mr. Falcon. You used to talk about Captain Falcon, <laughs> No, it is Mr. Falcon, though. It's not <laughs> Captain Falcon, it's Mr. Falcon. I guess you sharp-hand respect. Was that Was that before he was in the military? I don't know, man. <laughs> or maybe he's just trying to be formal. He's not in cop I mean, like
0: he's not his captain, but he's a Mister. Oh, to fair, us. fair Who point, knows?
1: yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe John McClane just does not respect authority of any kind. Probably not. That's why he became a cop.